Welcome to Surviving Academia, a podcast about the wild world of the academy. Each episode, we talk about trying to make it work and share self-care techniques to make every day a little bit more survivable. Uh, we are your didactic trio. I am Rachel, and I am a postdoctoral fellow um, who is not too mellow. No. <laughs> I'm Kristen, and I turned in my dissertation proposal this week. Woo, Kristen. That's way better. I was going to say something clever about me, and I still will, but that's just so much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, agree. I am Zach. Of all trades and a master <laughs> of the arts. That was cute. Thanks. <laughs> so this episode is brought to you by nerds. Nerds make the world run and even more so in the academy. Who runs the world? Well, girls. But a lot of your peers are nerds. Your advisor's probably a nerd. All of your administrators and campus leaders are nerds. Big nerds. So thank your nerdy stars today that you're in good company, you little nerd, you. Oh, that's cute. Oh, you're such a nerd. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And if you're listening to this podcast, you are probably also, you have at least some nerdy tendencies. So thank you for listening. And please tell us about how we can be more appealing nerds, Be uh, reach out better to our fellow nerds. Uh, like us on social media. Find us at Surviving Academia on uh, Facebook, at Surviving PhD on Twitter, um, and recommend us to your friends wherever you get your podcasts. We are on almost all of the platforms. Please like us and review us on um, on iTunes as well. That uh, definitely helps give us a boost. If you like what we do and you want more people to hear us, uh, give us a boost by uh, finding us on social media. Thanks, Zach. Um, okay, so since today is one of my episodes, I thought we would talk about eating while being an academic, okay? Because we all know that our schedules are super, super crazy. We often have way too many things on our plate, if you will. Honey. Oh, <laughs> um, but they're not always the right things, right? So either we're working so hard or we're um, our schedules are crazy, we forget to eat, or we end up making all of the wrong choices while eating but grabbing what is just around us. I know for me, my diet consists way too much of coffee and maybe wine, depending. Um, and sometimes it's kind of hard to plan ahead when you're thinking of the tasks you have to do. So I'm curious, what do you guys think of your balance when it comes to healthy eating and academics and being an academic? Well, I mean, so everybody eats, right? Um, But how you (laughs) eat and what you decide to eat (laughs) and your schedule of eating is very dependent upon your chosen profession. And as academics, you know, like you said, our, our schedules are very crazy. Um, I don't, I know you want to go around in, in a circle and everybody talk about their own. Is it okay if I, I, yeah, sure. uh, mine has been all over the board and I really do try to eat healthy. I, um, I've been everything from vegetarian to, um, you know, drinking too heavily from like, you know, the way healthy to the way unhealthy, And um, the things that I found work best for me are having a roommate uh, that I share meals with, and that has kept me accountable. Mm -hmm. Um, And also being done with the dissertation and on to the next stage in life, (laughs) because the dissertation was the biggest uh, source of interference with a regular and easy diet. What about you, Kristen? So I would say before the semester, I either would eat really healthy or really not like there's no in between there's no moderation but I will say that since I started writing I have really tried to balance what I'm eating plan out what I'm eating make a bunch of stuff ahead I've actually printed out a schedule um, and have been tracking what I've been eating and I feel better than I have probably honestly in years I've eliminated sugar. I'm kind of watching carbs since those are like my favorite foods. But I feel really, really great. And so like having consistent eating times, which are consistent breaks, have really, really helped me. 
And I'm curious, um, because you're dissertating right now. Yes. How um, how does that fit into your day, like your daily routine in general? Because taking the time to meal prep and to plan those things out, that can't necessarily be easy every week, right? Yeah. So Sunday, I've gotten a little bit better at it. But Sundays, I will just map out what I'm eating for the week. Um, I make breakfast on Sunday. So I make like egg cups or whatever uh-huh. and so i have 12 of those so it's like two a day for six days um so that makes my morning routine really easy so it's like i i don't set an alarm because i naturally kind of wake up around the same time around seven every morning get up take my dog out have breakfast and then go in and start writing and then i stop uh when i get hungry at lunch and so that's the only time that i really let myself Take myself out of the office, eat something away from the computer, don't work at anything. And then I kind of give myself like an hour right there or 30 minutes right there to kind of watch a little bit of TV or listen to a podcast. Mm -hmm. And so it's been really great to like, you know, segment my day that way. So so these like things where people are like, you know, not eating or current writing so much has not really been an issue. I've really been stopping myself. So even if I'm like, oh, I'm at a good sentence, but it's, I'm starting to get hungry. I still stop. Hmm. That's a lot of good discipline. That is very much the opposite of my experience (laughs) where like, if I write for two hours, I will, I will snack because of like being anxious. My, you know, um, I'm one of those people who writing, you know, uh, you know, kicks my brain into like this uh, overdrive and and rapid thoughts and and sort of after about two hours, it sort of falls apart in a jumble. And one of the ways that helps me uh, pick that back up and re recomport myself and, and go write some more is to is to go have a snack. Uh, and so I feel like my diet was very unhealthy uh, when when I was uh, writing my dissertation, and that's why I try to keep my writing on a daily basis, you know, uh, professional writing segmented to about two hours, um, at a time. Oh, interesting. No, there's no snacks in my office. I don't bring any snacks. Oh, really? None. Mm -mm. So I, so I get up and for breakfast around breakfast time, I eat, I drink 32 ounces of water every morning. And so I won't let myself have a cup of coffee until I'm done drinking my water so typically by the time I go up to my office, I get my cup of coffee and that's what I have until I just have that in between. Mm. And that typically is the only cup of coffee I drink a day. I tend to um, be, I think, a little bit different than both of you where if I am working, I tend to tune out everything else except for maybe caffeine. Caffeine is the one thing that I need pretty consistently as I'm writing, like some kind of coffee. And even if it's if, even if it's like tea and decaf, like I need the comfort of a hot beverage. But I will write for hours and hours and hours. And then when I finish writing, realize that I'm so hungry that I feel sick, that I've oh, wow. given myself a headache, that my stomach is nauseous, you know, that because I just tune out some of my basic needs. You know what I mean? My stomach always trumps my brain. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think the difference for me is like, I really try very hard not to use food as a reward mm. because I feel like I'm trying to manage my weight and that's like a cycle I don't want to get into. So mm-hmm. I've been really good about like avoiding coffee shops and things like that because I know when I get there, I'll, you know, want some sort of like sweet treat or reward for working on what I'm doing. And so until I feel like I'm like ready to go to a coffee house to do that, I'm still going to the library where there's only really a cup of coffee available or something like that. That's interesting because I can't live without my coffee shops. Well, I did a little bit of research, um, and unfortunately there's not a lot of research on adults and um, kind of academic success and eating, but there is quite a bit on school-aged children. So I found a report by the uh, National Center for Chronic Disease Prevention and Health Promotion within the CDC. 
And they did find ties between, you know, like skipping breakfast is associated with uh, decreased cognitive performance. So alertness, attention, memory, processing of complex visual display, problem solving among students. Um, and a lack of adequate consumption of specific foods such as fruits, vegetables, or dairy products is associated with lower grades among students. I, I can see that. However, I my first reaction was that is, well, how is that, you know, looking at intersectionality of location, socioeconomic class, etc., that may also have an effect on what the students are able to access when it comes to um, food and nutrition. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's uh, Kristen and I, Kristen, you can be, maybe back me up or disagree on with me on this, but like oh, one we'll of the see. sociologist mantra is correlation does not imply causation. Exactly. And so, uh, you know, it might not be that it is the fruits, vegetables and dairy that's causing the better performance, but the fact that uh, the families might have, uh, you know, better socioeconomic means to acquire mm -hmm. the fruits, vegetables mm -hmm. and dairy that also leads between you know to higher grades and to to better nutrition yeah i totally agree i also think a lot about maslow's hierarchy of needs yes right so at the very bottom like we're supposed to be at the very top we're supposed to be creating knowledge that's never been created right we're supposed mm -hmm. to right out of thin air mm -hmm. and so if you're at the bottom if you're worried about you know your stomach's crawling or your house you have housing insecurity or you're worried about some of your personal relationships if you're worried about all those things that's what's going to creep in when you're trying to write it's mm -hmm. the same stuff that creeps in when you're trying to sleep yeah and so if you've got some of those bases like covered then you're able to be creative and able to like think about other things it frees up your mind for that yeah and i mean there was quite a bit of literature out there totally. that made this um you know, link, uh, however detailed or not that may be. I mean, it does, I think, say something to, you know, having those needs met allows for you to maybe exist in a space that's uh, where you can give the time and energy to learning and higher thought, etc. cetera. Um, but, yeah, it was really interesting. Well, yeah, so that begs the question of, you know, people in graduate school, people as adult academics, you know, we have those needs sort of met. So is the result, are the results of those studies on developing brains um, and developing bodies, do they apply uh, to, you know, fully developed adult bodies who may have already established a routine where the first thing they do is drink 32 ounces of water and a whole lot of coffee and, and put off that breakfast until, until um, you know, some later point? Well, that's funny that you start talking about adults because I also found a lot of stuff on college-age students. So mm. when we're talking about academic performance. So I found a website, bestcollege.com, and it's it's a, kind of a blog that gives advice to students and tries to like pair them with uh, universities, etc. Um, and I found an article on college and nutrition there, and they discuss the basics of um, kind of nutrition being linked to academic performance as well um they talked about um a, a little bit of the basics of nutrition which i think that there's um that was really good information um and how that may change as a student's environment changes coming from home to school the hours that they may be working with extracurriculars and homework etc and the lives of college students and it covered topics like dietary intake, mastering the dining hall, dorm room cooking, all those things to avoid a lot of the unhealthy choices that I think it's really easy for busy college students to make. And I found a similar page on a, a couple of colleges and universities, um, but one particular was a, a South College in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, they provided a, a good resource for college students. And I thought it was interesting because it said, "We, you are what you eat. We hear this phrase all the time, but have you ever thought that there could be some truth behind it? What you eat and how you how active you are factors into your overall well, uh, overall well-being, and which in turn can affect your academic success. It then goes on to talk about meal preparation and how you can prepare yourself for your busy day running around campus. And I laughed at this a little bit, not because it's not good advice, but because my first reaction was. 
I feel like academics need this advice too. And so the faculty on campuses, the administrators on campuses, because I think there is this assumption that we're adults. So we know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We know all about nutrition facts. We know about making healthy choices. But you know what? Taco Bell is really good when you are dissertating until midnight. And it's <laughs> I am five years clean. And it is cheap. You are five years Taco I Bell clean? I have not had Taco Bell in five years. Oh, proud of you, I'm, girl. I'm only... <laughs> Hashtag goals. Two years Taco Bell clean for me, I think. Really? You know what? I was Taco Bell clean for a long time. And then I went out to a friend's house the other night and they had gotten a whole basket of tacos so i had one okay i have to tell you this this is so this is so great so i am like not joking around like taco bell in the past had been like a problem for me so it was like i cannot eat it in fact like i really don't crave fast food at all unless i eat taco bell so it's like if i eat taco bell i'm gonna eat everything it's a gateway drug yep it is it truly is and so i decided a few years ago like i just need to quit this cold turkey um, and so my old roommates used to like go to Taco Bell and eat it in their car because like you can't have it in the house. Like I'm not even joking. And one time they like brought in one of the napkins and they were like, we're so sorry. We're so sorry. I feel like I need like a five year taco pin or something. I'm going to find you a taco pin on it. Please. And, and I love Mexican food. You know that. Yeah, but, I know. <laughs> uh, Taco Bell is like not okay for me i used to okay so taco bell's never going to sponsor this show but i think we can come <laughs> to terms with that so i can tell my story too which is maybe I'm pretty taco sure anonymous will reasons that i uh went vegetarian in the first place was as a means of avoiding taco bell and this in really? until until i went on a road trip with some vegetarian friends and they are like you know taco bell has all these vegetarian options we should go there and then they like drew me back in and i was back on the wagon for a while or See? Off the wagon. Great. thanks friends i know my brother's like do you know they have breakfast i was like what and i got like excited <laughs> for a minute i'm like no no who gives a shit <laughs> That's okay. We can go other places. I think there's uh, this notion that, uh, Rachel, to speak to what you were saying earlier, that we, you know, maybe are more mature adults as, as graduate students or academics, but each time you enter a new phase, you know, whether it be from mm-hmm. going, going from, you know, college to graduate school or graduate school to being an academic, your workload changes, your schedule changes, and we fall back on those old patterns of, oh, of yeah. what has worked for us in the past. Um, Moving is the number one excuse for it. Let's just order a pizza. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's why I have to do meal prep and like literally write everything out. Because if I have to come home and like make a healthy choice, like it's not going to happen. Even if I buy all the healthy stuff, I'm just literally never going to be like, I should just make some green beans. It tastes like three minutes in the microwave no way Mm -hmm. it's i will eat something stupid you know what you could do you could uh you could put those uh green beans on top of some taco bell right (laughs) i could drive to taco bell get that bring it home and then after i eat it be like you know what should have ate some green beans. Well, I was going <laughs> to say it may only take three minutes to make the green beans and 15 minutes to drive to Taco Bell. But it when matter. you're really hungry, sometimes the three minutes just sounds like it's going to be so much longer. It does. But I like, Kristen, what you're talking about meal prep. Um, you talked about in the beginning. You just brought it up again. And I did find a blog called The Stylish Academic, and they had a post on um, healthy eating. And uh, so the uh, post we'll put in the blog, it's called Three Healthy Eating Habits for Academics. And the author is a PhD in um, health communication. And the um, post really did say, like, you know, being an academic is demanding. There are classes to teach, papers to write, research meetings to attend, and conference presentations to prepare. To do all of what we need, um, to do all of that, we need sustenance. It's pretty much what that said. That was a quote. Um, the irony is that we have very little time to then do anything else like prepare meals, right? And so there are three um, suggestions for these healthy habits. Number one is meal prepping. Mm-hmm. And they did say like it may take time to do, but it then helps in the long run. 
Um, the other suggestion was low effort meals. So things that maybe can be done more quickly, but that are healthy and that you still probably plan ahead to do. And then always packing healthy snacks. And uh, I have tried to do that in my office now. I have a bag of unsalted roasted almonds. And um, they just kind of hang out in the one drawer so that when I'm a little hungry and it's not quite lunchtime, I don't go to Starbucks in the building next door to mine and buy a scone or something like that. Um, so that's really helped me. But do you guys think you would do any of these uh, healthy eating habits? I do all of them. Good for you. So um, I use, I have used in the past, there's a cool app called Plan to Eat. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Not sponsored by us. Um, basically, it's an app that allows you to literally just plan out your day and what you're going to eat for the week. And then it auto generates a shopping list. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, so it's I use that, and like once you've got recipes in there, you can just like literally just it takes five minutes, and then I can just go through and x out what I already have, and it makes shopping so much easier. I know about myself that I need a sweet treat in the mm -hmm. afternoons, so I have found low carb and low calorie, um, tiny little snacks for myself, and honestly, like. Nobody asked, but I think eliminating sugar has, like, changed my life. Like, you can't eliminate it totally because it's in everything. But if you can try to eliminate it as much as possible, to me, it's, like, the amount of time that it takes to plan out meals and eat things that are not loaded with sugar is less time than I would waste if I ate like a donut every morning and got up and tried to struggle and write. Hmm. And so it's like much more of an investment in my time. And so I try to like think of some of these tasks as, as much more of like an investment in like future Kristen. So like on Sunday, it's like, okay, this is like a really nice gift to myself every morning that I can just wake up put something in the microwave, already have a healthy breakfast that I really like. Um, and just like let myself not have this struggle of running around at the last minute trying to figure out, you know, what's happening. I enjoy going to the grocery store. I usually put in some headphones and kind of walk around and read. I like reading stuff and looking at junk. And it's still like, I think sometimes when you're really rushed it's just like you just run in and try to get what you want but it's like i you know take my time and look around and read some stuff and try to think of it as as a form of self-care what do you what about you zach oh yeah i mean that uh you are much better prepared than i am because i have found myself very very often you know um at the not i don't prepare i when i don't prepare meals at the beginning of the week then in the middle of the week i will go out to eat and i will probably eat uh because it's you know at a fast food place or or some sort of restaurant it's more than i need to eat um and so then i get sluggish in the afternoon um but also uh, packing snacks has really been sort of a salvation for me since I've been in the habit. And I usually do cliff bars, although uh, uh, Rachel, like you, I've also packed nuts, but mine are, uh, my favorite ones are peanuts. Mm. Um, and and uh, I, since, since moving into the job I have now, I've been a lot better at meal prepping. I've, I've managed to uh, get a roommate. Um, it's always difficult to cook for one. Uh, so cooking yep. for two uh, has, has created much more of an incentive to uh, cook large meals and, and have leftovers for later. So I'm curious, um, because you both talked about snacks that you have. So what are your go-to snacks that keep you going? Zach, you go first. Okay. Uh, cliff bars. Cliff bars. Kristen. Oh, man. So before avoiding sugar... My like number one snack is like gummy worms. Hmm? I can just oh, tear up gummy, gummy worms. worms. Ah, it's my favorite snack. <laughs> or if you're at Trader Joe's, the Scandinavian swimmers. Is, mm, those are really those yummy. are so delicious. Is that a ripoff of Swedish Fish? Yeah. Yes, but <laughs> they're so much better. Favorite treat in like middle school and high school Dude, is Swedish Fish. 
Scandinavian swimmer. My sister loves okay. Swedish fish, but I have to say I was a Sour Patch Kids kid. Oh. Yeah, so I try not to... Ha- I think for me, food is like so... One thing I... Okay, before I say my favorite snack now, I will say one thing that I think makes it hard for us is especially if you're a graduate student or you're a new faculty, you're not making much money, is a lot of times, and you guys can say if you agree or not, but for me it seemed like food was one of the most affordable treats. Like I can't afford to go out and like buy myself something beautiful shopping. I can't afford, you know, the time it takes to go and have this experience. And so... Food became like this like nice little sweet treat that I could give myself and like make myself feel better. And it was like affordable and it was only a couple bucks. And I really had to get away from having food as treats and things like that because not healthy for my body. So now I would say I eat like a small piece of cheese or I literally eat like um. I started eating really dark chocolate and I find like when you eat like a really good piece of dark chocolate where it's like 70 or 80 or even 90% like cacao, you can't like scarf an entire bar. You can like have like a little square and like truly enjoy it. It's taken me a long time to get to that point, Mm -hmm. but I I have like literally one square of dark chocolate a night. And if I want like a snack or something or day, I like will eat a piece of cheese. Like a good piece of cheese, like a fancy piece of cheese, yeah. not like a craft single. Well, my go-to snack is cheese, like yeah. any cheese, like except for pla- what I call plastic cheese, yeah, which gross. is like craft singles. Um, we almost have we have PhDs, people, or you guys do. <laughs> you don't need a craft single. Um, but I I love cheese. So that's a go-to snack, though. I've tried to make it more like natural nut butters oh, that's and. Good, yeah. Uh, hard-boiled eggs you know having a hard-boiled egg as a snack is what I'm trying to do now to get more like protein and not just the dairy um but what is your I'm curious what is the one guilty pleasure that you guys think that you couldn't give up when it comes to uh food does it have to be food I was just want to say that too it's definitely beer or wine okay (laughs) see mine's ice cream I love ice cream I might as well be Joe Biden when it comes to ice cream. <laughs> um, Maybe not the rest of his career. Some of it, but, you know. But ice cream, for sure. I feel like I mean, Joe I don't know. Went. Like, I really love chocolate. Mm. Easily one of my favorite things. Peanut butter as well. And so yeah. I eat it every day. I like it. Yeah. So, but yours, you said, was wine and beer? Snack? Yeah. I mean, if I if I have to put it in a solid form... Um, maybe any form of fried potato, like, uh, like French fries, tater tots, hash browns, any, any Mm -hmm. sort of fried potato will really like midnight snack, really not good for me, often causes heartburn that keeps me from sleeping. Um, but just so packed with, with deliciousness that I often can't resist. Well, um, I really, I don't know. I liked hearing about your guilty pleasures and the snacks that go to. And I feel like now I definitely want to try some more meal prep, Kristen. Okay. And so I think I'm going to challenge myself to that. Zach, are you up for the challenge? Uh, every Sunday prepping? I challenge myself to that. <laughs> okay. Well, it doesn't involve you just putting like a six pack in your fridge. <laughs> Well, I think Zach and I should try to film meal prep and we'll get back to you, Chris, and to see how it works for us because you seem to, um, it seems to work really well for you and your dissertative cycle of uh, activities. So I'm excited for you. I will post my favorite breakfast meal prep. Ooh, I'm excited. Oh, and speaking of that, if uh, if any of our listeners have ideas to share or their kind of go-to things, you guys should totally tweet at us or send us an email or something like that because we could spread that knowledge to our listeners yeah please please share our uh your favorite snacks with us so that we can steal your ideas and or <laughs> other people uh watching our social media can it's steal more them like as well. share our ideas Zach. share yes uh it's it's uh not competitive at all we're academics <laughs> um so 
so on that note, um, you know, and talking about our ability to uh, eat or not eat healthy as we so desire, our second advertiser for today is Compromise. These days, a great divide spans the high ground between your ideal work product and what you can actually do. The demands <laughs> placed on the modern academic make bridging that gap darn near impossible. So why not try Compromise? With compromise, imperfections in your work seem less imperfect, Compr conference papers seem less daunting, and your deadlines seem less deadly. Compromise for the modern academic who wants it all but realizes that's never going to happen. Oh, that's too real. I love that yeah. one. You're welcome for that, folks. <laughs> I wrote that <laughs> one. <laughs> well, it is now time for our self-care segment. And so for our self-care segment today on our episode talking about uh, food and balance and such, I thought we'd bring a little balance of baking into our podcast lives because baking is one of the things that I do for self-care. Usually I bake for other people. So I will bring in stuff to my office. I will bake for family members. I am the pie baker on Thanksgiving, and I love it. And I like to make pretty crusts and stuff like that on my pumpkin and apple. Um, I love making cheesecakes, cookies. I got a KitchenAid. I'm so excited. Um, so I made Kristen bake chocolate chip zucchini bread with me. Yes. Did you like it, Kristen? Yeah, I love zucchini bread. Yeah. Uh huh. And what do you, how do you feel about baking? Um, I quite enjoy baking generally. I too have a KitchenAid mixer. Mmm, they are the best. Me three. But I have been watching like a stupid amount of the Great British Baking Show, and I love so that I show. just have this inflated sense of self-esteem in terms of like baking. So what is one thing on that show that you really want to bake? Um. By the way, did you ever hear that they call apple pies American pies? And then Aww. they say the only way to make an American pie good is to make it British. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love that show. Well, that is um, just so patently I like... false, but it is what it is. Yeah, I like their, like, imagination in terms of, like, um, like their desserts are, like, on another level. I'm not sure that they would necessarily taste good. Sorry, British baking show. But, like, I can't get past, like, a meat pie. Yeah. I'll never think that that's a good idea. And that was the episode I was just watching. But, like, the their pastries and, like, the artistry and, like, the presentation just, like, really makes me feel like I could bake the crap out of something. Well, we're not going to make a meat pie. Gross. But I am going to ask you to make some... some zucchini bread with me so okay. are you ready to go to the kitchen i would love to okay let's do this good luck you two you want to you want to count us off Kristen? what like five four no i meant like how they do in the british baking what? show oh bakers bake <laughs> <laughs> i'm like are we blasting off Okay, are you ready, Kristen? I'm born ready. So what are we doing today? We are making bread. What kind of bread? A zucchini bread. With what in it? A zucchini. And? Nuts. And? Chocolate. Yes, because everyone needs a little bit of chocolate. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to preheat our oven to three... 25. 25. Okay. Schmaus, it takes two hours to bake? It does not take quite two hours to bake. Um, if you are doing it in a larger container, it takes about two hours, but usually um, it doesn't take that long for me because um, I tend to do it in two smaller loaf containers. Uh -huh. And by containers, I mean pans. So the first thing we have to do is we have to grate the zucchini. Would you like to try to grate the zucchini? Sure. Okay. I'll do this while you're doing something else. Okay. While you are grating the zucchini, I am going to add the eggs and sugar together. How old is that recipe? This recipe is was given to me by my sister. You good? 
have a chopper thing at home. I know. I didn't want to get the um, food processor out just for this. Well, I'm going to stand away from the mic while I'm doing this. Okay. It's not like just like me. Well, this recipe was given to me by my sister-in-law's mom. Okay. Um, she is known for making like the best zucchini bread for Christmas. And she always brings some over to my parents' house um, around Christmas. And it's so good. Um, so I follow this recipe to a tea. And whenever I make it, it seems to go over pretty well. Um, but to add a little bit of, you know, uh, craziness to it, I like to add a couple of chocolate chips. So the first thing I'm going to do here is I'm going to crack three eggs while Kristen is grating our zucchini by hand with a grater because she's amazing and I didn't want to have to clean the food processor. Okay, so we got three eggs. I would say this is probably as close as we are going to become to being on the Great British Bake Off. So I think you should just, you know, love every moment of this. Okay, so we got our three eggs. Next thing we're gonna do is add two cups of sugar. So Kristen, are you a baker? Do you like, I know you said you kind of bake sometimes. Yeah, I enjoy baking. Yeah? Yeah. What's your favorite thing to bake? I like making cookies. Ooh, what kind? I've got a really good peanut butter and chocolate chip. Yum. Peanut butter blossoms are my favorite. Aw, okay, I feel like you need to make me cookies. Sure. I just haven't been eating sugar lately, so yeah. I haven't really been. Have you started to look into any um, cookies that are more, maybe safer for the uh, diet that you're on? Well, it's not really a diet because you're making like lifestyle changes, but. Yeah, so they, um, there's a, a product called Swerve which is um, a type of sugar substitute. It doesn't raise um, your, like your blood sugar, huh. um, but it's sweet. Um, and then Lily's chocolate chips are also made with like, with the same, they're made with Splenda or like with a sweetener like that. So Lily's? That, yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, so that you can kind of, you know, I love pumpkin stuff. I know it's like so cliche, but it's I don't even care. So hey, I love pumpkin stuff. Bring so, on the all of the fall goodness. So of my pumpkins. my sweet treat this week week is tiny mini cupcake pumpkin muffins. Oh, I like it. I like it a lot. Okay, the next thing we are gonna add is some oil. Okay, this is done. And, oh, thank you, girl. Okay, so yeah, that's fine. So Kristen went ahead and grated all of the zucchini for us because she's amazing. Zooks. And we aren't gonna strain that zucchini because um, even though zucchini is a squash that has a lot of moisture in it, we don't want to strain it like you would do if you were to be like um, making zucchini fritters or something like that. We want to keep the moisture in the zucchini because it's going to give us a nice, um, good texture to our bread. We're going to add some oil. Oop, I, need I actually read, um, I don't know if this is 100% true, but I read um, in a book about how, like, your body, like, burns, like, the calories, like, that that you consume. And so if you've had alcohol, that's, like, the first thing it burns. Really? Yeah. So, like, alcohol, I think, and then it's, like, then it's sugar, then it's carbs, Think then it's like fat or something like that. Interesting. So I always like think about that in terms of like trying not to eat something that's like alcohol and then like something that's like like a cupcake or something. Hmm. Right, because your body is like gonna store some of those calories. It's not gonna try to burn those right away. Oh yeah. Okay, now we're gonna add some vanilla. So we've got a lot of our wet ingredients in here. Okay. Dang, that's some vanilla. It does say a tablespoon. And then we're going to do two, we're going to start to mix that together really nice. 
And then we have to add two cups of the zucchini. Where's the... Oh, I put it in the sink. I'd say that is... Well, it's two packed cups. You want to make sure it's really... So I cups. usually do a whole... Yeah, that's probably good. You know, medium to large zucchini. I just throw it in there. You'll have to send me this recipe. Oh, I certainly will. I only have it in a photograph, actually. I need to type it up because it was sent to me a while ago now. Um, so I was like, I got to make some zucchini bread and I really need your recipe because in my opinion, it's kind of like the only zucchini recipe worth making. Yeah, totally. Um, so we've got our all of our wet ingredients in here and our zucchini. Next, we're going to add three cups of flour. You know what? He probably is not gonna like listen to this at all. He's just gonna oh, like stick it up. Dudes. I don't think he'll do that. He'll be like, they recorded for 30 minutes. These girls gotta that's, record that's for true. less. That's true. Just kidding. He does not talk like that. He does not sass us like that. Do you wanna add three cups of flour? Show up. It says sifted, but I also do it unsifted, and it turns out okay. And while you're doing that, I am going to add a teaspoon of salt, a teaspoon of baking soda, and a half a teaspoon of baking powder. Okay. I'm going to use one more after this, but I'm going to try to stir this up. Okie dokie. For now. I'm going to add the salt. I am now going to add our baking soda and powder. I don't know, I just have really good like memories of baking with like my mom, my grandma, and um, I always just really, I enjoy also just giving baked goods to people. Mm -hmm. I like making like jams and Ooh. stuff like that. So you might as well be like a pioneer woman with your jams and yeah. your canning. Love it. Okay, and next we are going to do some cinnamon, so a teaspoon and a half of cinnamon. I actually keep out on the counter for the last couple days because I've been putting it in my morning smoothie because I have a new smoothie recipe for like an apple cinnamon protein shake. Okay, Oh, lovely. Okay, so let's put our cinnamon in. Teaspoon and a half. And then last but not least, we're going to put a cup of walnuts in. And that's on the recipe, because then we're going to put our cup of chocolate chips in and make it a little fancy. You put a cup of those in? Mm-hmm. A cup of walnuts and a cup of chocolate chips. recipe because it freezes very very well. I was just gonna ask. Yeah no it's this is the kind of thing that um if you're uh approaching like a holiday season and you know that you like making breads you like having things that you could bring last minute to an office party um to a department shindig to give to your neighbor to give to colleagues anything like that or just to have for yourself in the spirit of the holiday um one of the things I like to bulk make this, mm. especially at the end of the summer when there's a lot of zucchini around. Um, yep, I got two zucchinis at home. I need to well, there you go. Up. This would be perfect for that. Yeah, in fact, like me and a friend once, like <laughs> we went to Cold Stone, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Ugh, I would hate this job," and he's like. Why? Because of the singing? I was like, no, I hate mixing things together. <laughs> like, okay. my arm gets tired. 
It's well, like such a first world problem. Like, <laughs> I don't want to mix anything because it hurts my arm. Well, we obviously know that Kristen will never be a Cold Stone. I yeah, like I could like be the checkout gal. Yeah, but I'll be like, well, I'm a Cold Stone, and then like sing songs. I like when they go fresh French vanilla, fresh French vanilla. No, I guess I've not witnessed that. Okay. Well, that's it. The best, the batter is pretty You're just going to pour that in there? You're not going to, yes. like, butter it or anything like that? You don't have to grease this, and I promise okay. it falls right out. So what I do is I will take a sharp knife, and I will score the edges okay. just to make sure. And this is just a basic um, nine point, uh, time, like a nine by five loaf pan. Wait, you're um, going to put it in just that and then that other square thing? Yeah, just because I don't have my other loaf oh. pan handy. But I'm going to put it in this loaf pan, and then I'm just going to make um, a more shallow zucchini bread over here. But we'll get these in the pans. We'll get them in the oven. And then when everything comes out, you'll get to try it. Are we going to sit on the floor like they do in Great American Art? The baking show? They and just watch it in watch the oven? It. Yeah, they stress me out when they do I know. That. They do. No, we don't have to do that. This is a pretty like old, reliable recipe, so the timer is going to be pretty good. But I'm excited. You ready? Let's put it in the oven. Do it. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah, just keep recording. Okay, so, Kristen, now that you have had a piece of said zucchini bread, I am yes. curious what you think. Well, any time that I can combine chocolate and, like, a vegetable <laughs> is, like, my jam. No, it's very good. Um, I don't usually have zucchini bread with chocolate in it, but this is, like, super good. Would definitely make it again. It's very, insert word, nobody likes to say. Moist? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's because you don't squeeze, I don't squeeze the zucchini out, so it really keeps a lot of the water in. Okay. Yeah. The word you're looking for is moist. It Ew. is, I Zach. Love moist things. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. They come out of the oven, of course. <laughs> well anyway unsubscribe I'm... to zach <laughs> no okay i do i love chocolate zucchini bread i'm really sad that i can't okay. be with be there with you guys to uh oh i can send product. you some i mean i'm not i should probably be okay in the mail right yeah maybe yeah just just send me a piece and that'll that'll make up for it okay we'll send yeah. you a piece i hear that zach has some pretty Great cooking skills. I oh, have cooking skills, not baking skills. Okay. Right? That's what I said. Well, then I say next time uh, Zach has to cook for us. All right. I'll make amazing. you my uh, signature chickpea tikka masala. I Ooh, was that just sounds really that. good. Yep. Yeah. Well, guys, I'm looking forward to having Zach cook for us and for me and Kristen to eat more of this zucchini bread. Or I guess Kristen and I. Let's be grammatically correct here, our people. Um, but overall, we just want to thank you for listening. Feel free to tweet us, Facebook us, comment on the webpage, send us an email, however you want to get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, all of that. Um, and we can't wait to talk to you next episode. I feel like zucchini bread drunk. Is that a thing? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Until next time, guys, keep on surviving. Zucchini drunk, I think. <laughs> no. Well, I just snorted. It's uh, if you put wine in the zucchini bread, too. No. Oh, is that what happened? I guess. <laughs> I mean, there are certain desserts that you soak in liqueur. We should do one of those. I like that. Next, next time. Next That's time a before episode thing. We get drunk bread. <laughs> drunk. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, isn't bread, like beer, pretty much bread? What do you think about it? <laughs> I would definitely know if that was the case. I mean, False. it has like, you know. There is beer bread, but beer is not okay, bread. But if you think you are we beer, still recording? Tell me we are. There, it's, there's not much difference between beer and bread. It's basically liquid exactly. versus solid. Okay. Okay. Like... Are you still beer recording? The... Yes. So the next time I'm like drinking a beer and eating a piece of cheese, I'll be like, this is a lovely sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should get on board. <laughs> And we'd be like, hey, are you having a balanced diet? I'd be like, look at this big loaf Obviously. of bread I got. <laughs> I feel okay, like it's a six pack. I'm just going to like eat, make all the stereotypes of like absent minded, nutty, like, well, check out my sandwich. Students <laughs> <laughs> are going to love you. <laughs> You're like, why am I feeling so fuzzy off of just one sandwich? <laughs> Dr. Cal. <laughs> What? It's just a sandwich. <laughs> I don't think that's a sandwich. Ah, <laughs> oh, so many reports to the dean. And then when I get my next job, and they're like, "Why were you fired from the first job?" I'll be like, "Well, apparently, like many sandwiches during the day is frowned upon." <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if a beer is bread, then wine are grapes. So fruits, fruit, balanced meal. Yeah, that you'll get fired good. for fruit intake, and I'll get fired for sandwiches. <laughs> and Zach will get fired for just grossly saying the word moist 87 times. <laughs> Not hilarious. backing down. No word in the English language that's off limits. No, that's not true. What am I talking about? There are There's several. plenty of words. Moist being one of them. Ew. Right. Well, I guess that's, like, better than damp. Really? Oh, I oh I never thought of that before. That's kind of that's a yuck word too. That's a little sour to the eardrums. Damp. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we gotta stop. <laughs>